All right. Hello, and welcome to our follow-up podcast with Marvin Lorenzana and Omar Kosman. Uh, Marvin is here speaking at the college. He is the president of Eastern Mennonite Missions, and we are really glad to have him. My name is Esther Martin, and I work in the admissions office here at RBC. Um, so why don't you guys just start off by telling us just a little bit of background, who you are, where you live, and then Marvin, if you want to give a little summary of what you talked about, um, just in case people are listening to this and haven't heard your chapel talk. Hey, how are you? Uh, yes, I'm Omar Guzman. I'm from Honduras, living in New York in the last what, 22 years and pastoring uh, Evangelica Garifuna Church, one of the Mennonite churches uh, in the Garifuna community. So we've been in New York in, um, in working with the, with the community. Um, so uh, we have another Garifuna churches in New York, which is four churches. From there, we have another 19 Mennonite churches, um, uh, Garifuna community in the United States. So uh, we thank you um, to being here. Um, so we. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you, Esther, for the invitation to, to join this mm -hmm. podcast with you. Uh, thank you, Omar. Um, yeah, excited to be here. It's my first time at Rosa College and Bible College and very excited. Very excited to be here, mm -hmm. uh, meet uh, young people and be yes. able to talk to them about things that I'm passionate about, mm -hmm. which uh, it has to do with God's mission, as you said before, and the president for Eastern Mennonite Missions, which is a, a sending agency, mission sending agency, has been there for more than 100 years at this point, 108 years. Oh, wow. Plus, maybe. And um, yeah, so um, I was sharing with our, our young audience this morning about this framework. Mm -hmm. I usually use this framework to talk about calling. Yes. Uh, it, it's the be, do, go framework. Um, actually, uh, it's coming from a very interesting book. Uh, Todd Wilson wrote this book called More mm -hmm. that explores these three components. The B has to do with identity, basically. Who are you in Christ? Mm -hmm. And based on who you are, according to scriptures, then, and that's the B, the do has to do with that. Based on who you are in Christ, what are you supposed to be doing? Is the do, right? The, mm -hmm. What do you do with that? What do you do with your life? What is the purpose? So the first one is about identity. The second one is about mission and purpose, the do. And the go has to do with placement. Yeah. Where are you supposed to goal where, where is God calling you to impact your world is it locally yeah. or is it globally and mm -hmm. if it is globally of course mission agencies such as such as ours is you know we'll be very interested in talking to you mm -hmm. yeah well thank you for sharing that um yeah so you in your travel talk this morning for those who haven't listened he had mentioned he grew up in Tegucigalpa and there you well you didn't come to the states for quite some time until after you were married yes so i was wondering was that really hard to leave did you have a thriving church there that you were leaving or was it like oh I'm, absolutely yes okay so what happened and i shared a little bit of that story so i'm originally from honduras i, I should yes. have said that before no, uh, okay. i was born and raised in tegucigalpa capital city of honduras tiny country in central america as you know in, uh, in the 70s, we had um, a missionary coming from Eastern Maryland Missions, 
uh, coming to, to, to our country to teach people how to read and write. Mm-hmm. However, he felt this calling to, to launch this movement amongst young people. Uh, the name of that movement eventually was uh, or became Amor Viviente, Living Love Church. Mm-hmm. And uh, it became, it's a movement that's still growing actually oh, wow. in many parts of the world today, not just in Honduras, but it's international now. But so the influence and ministry of Ed King, this missionary that came from uh, EMM, um, in, the de- in that decade, the 70s, early 70s, really impacted my life. Yeah. Um, was it hard to leave? Yes. <laughs> it's, not, it's never easy to leave the comfort of your country, the people, your people, your family, your folks, you know, your parents. But, um, but it's this calling, Esther, is this calling mm-hmm. that we have. Some of us, yeah. I, I'm not going to say everybody does, but a number of us do have this urge, um, sense of urgency, this, this sense of calling that is so strong mm-hmm. that tells you God is calling you to go. So this is exactly what we did. My wife and I got married. I had been in the U.S. before okay. doing some, um, some college education, higher education, uh, and trying to learn the language. And English is my second language. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're trying, to, we're trying to learn the language a little bit. Went back to Honduras, got married to Mariana, my wife, of uh, 30 years now. And then, uh, and then came back to the United States in 1994. Mm, wow. And so from that moment on, we've been developing disciples of Jesus and uh, raising leaders mm-hmm. uh, and planting communities of faith in different states in the United States. Wow. America. Yeah. And Omar, was that a similar thing for you? Were you leaving a community that was already like thriving and the church was there was that hard when you felt god calling you to leave yeah um it's very uh, similar story for for example in the case of marvin um mm-hmm. we have been impacted also by missionary from emm mm-hmm. traveling to honduras also establishing himself in one of the garifuna village mm-hmm. and then later on one of the children in the community so give his life to Jesus. Mm-hmm. And then these, uh, these children moved to Tegucigalpa, grown up, when, so he established himself in one of the Mennonite churches in Tegucigalpa. Mm-hmm. Later on, so he moved to United States. And so, uh, and then EMM they decided that they wanna reach out to the Garifuna village in United States. So they start searching for this young boy mm-hmm. that gave his life to Jesus through Mennonite church. In, in in Santa Fe, Colón, in Honduras. And then later on, the, he developed his leadership in Tegucigalpa. Now mm-hmm. he's living in in, in United States. So EMM okay. started praying to say, we had to reach out to the Garifuna community right. in United States. And so in, in that moment, so they started looking for this young boy. So he was living in New York mm-hmm. in one, one Pentecostal church. And so um, EMM praying, so they reach out to him. Yeah. So they invite him to to start working with the Garifuna village in, I mean, Garifuna community in United States. Mm-hmm. So later on, I become to be, my wife, uh, Tanya, she become to be a member for that church. Okay. During the time I remain in Honduras. Mm-hmm. So later on, I come to United States. I start visiting that church. So I start growing in that church too. Oh, yeah. So later on, they send me as a church planter okay. to one of the, to Manhattan right there, uh, mm-hmm. and the neighbor, neighbor uh, group. So, 
And then from there, so we start working and developing the Garifuna Mennonite mission today mm -hmm. uh, that is growing in the United States. So that was part of my experience. So when I was a little more children, I uh, about this group, uh, mm -hmm. they come from United States to the to the village. So I start working with them. So they mm -hmm. start developing the, the you know, taking care of the children. So that was my first experience with uh, with the social base with Christ. Oh wow, that's special. Very very cool. So you both are working with EMM. Um, would you guys mind sharing just a little bit about? how you got to EMM. I mean, obviously you both were impacted at young ages by what EMM was doing in your areas. Um, was it your plan or did you hope to work with EMM someday or did it just kind of come come around? That's a great question. I, um, I knew about EMM, obviously, because my spiritual roots were mm -hmm. there. Yeah. <laughs> However, in my... Um, ministry and work within the United States of America, um, I worked with other Mennonite type organizations and Baptist right. organizations, but never with EMM. Um, and so I, I think I shared a little bit in my presentation that I was w working on my computer when I got this invitation in, uh, in an email mm -hmm. asking me if I was interested in applying for this role. And I immediately thought, well, I don't know. What do I know about EMM? Mm -hmm. Right? And so, however, um, and also my wife was not interested in moving from Harrisonburg, Virginia, where we lived <laughs> for 17 years of our lives. And my kids grew up there, uh, by the way. And so mm -hmm. I kind of knew it was going to be a no way mm -hmm. kind of thing. We're not going to move. But um but the funny thing is that I went to her and I said, you know what, guess what? I got this invitation for, from <laughs> EMM. And she said, why don't you apply to it? Go, go for it. Oh. And I said, seriously? Are you serious about that? She said, go for it. For the first time. I had, I had tried to leave Arizona for many times, <laughs> often, at least two or three times before, uh, looking for, you know, pursuing other roles. Um, mm -hmm. But this time she said, I'm ready to move. I'm ready to go. Wow. God has been speaking to my life, mm -hmm. she said uh, personally. And uh, maybe you should apply. And I went ahead and did did that. And um, anyway, the rest <laughs> is history, as you say, yeah. right? Uh, so uh, I got the role and I've been there for 20 months at this point. Wow, okay. Uh, it was through the pandemic. Uh, some of this was unfolding. Oh, yeah. So very interesting uh, process there. Very excited, uh, Esther. Very, mm -hmm. really excited about um, about this work. Uh, I, I get excited every week and learning incredibly wow. about the global task, the remaining global task in the world. Mm -hmm. And um, it's definitely, even though my work before that, previous to that, was mostly with the local leaders and local churches and helping congregations develop this uh a culture of disciple making. Mm -hmm. uh, my dissertation, my doctoral dissertation is on that. It's on oh, really? missional discipleship, right? How do you develop a culture of generation? Um, we call it generational disciple making, mm -hmm. right? Disciples that make more disciples that multiply, uh, which is really what the Jesus movement is about, yeah. right? It's about making more disciples. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so but, so I've been busy for the last twenty some years in that. Yeah. This is a different, it's a different thing. It's, it's a, it's a lear, it's a huge learning curve, I would say. But I think that a lot of my work has prepared me for this moment mm -hmm. because it really is the same thing 
mm-hmm. here. I mean, it's about making disciples here in the U.S., while we also make disciples on the other side of the world, right? So, yeah. so it's it's really so it's a work of contextualization and how do how do we apply some of the things I've learned mm-hmm. here to do over there? And so, yeah, right. it's very exciting. Right, right. Omar, did, how was that for you? Then your experience. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, later on in my walking with Jesus, so I become to be a, a youth pastor in, okay. uh, in our congregation. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, being in that position, uh, I remember EMM uh, past years ago, they have one uh, yearly event they mm-hmm. was calling a school for apostles. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so my pastor, he said, can you go to that event? Go, but that event is for apostles. Why I had to... <laughs> I just a youth pastor. Um, mm-hmm. so, so he engaged me. He said, you should go and um, have the time there. So I, the first time I went, so I love it. So yeah. I every year that was going. But and so there was the, the idea for that. There was to, to engage uh, the young people or mm-hmm. the group, the missionary that was returning mm-hmm. and speak to others about church planting, uh, mission field. Mm-hmm. So that become to be my uh, DNA. Uh-huh. Um, so I um, so later on when when uh, my pastor said we should start planting churches because you always talking anytime that you come to the pulpit mm-hmm. you're talking about mission and church planting. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Why we don't put this to yeah. practice? So he said why you should move and go to Manhattan oh. and plant church in, in Manhattan. <laughs> Uh, say oh, wow. okay, so let's let's <laughs> okay, so uh, so yeah, so I moved to Manhattan to mm-hmm. um, start uh, developing a small groups, a small groups, a small group. So later on, so we have uh, like ten small groups, and uh, mm-hmm. so I spoke to the pastor. I say, hey, we have ten small group. Can we continue mm-hmm. doing this? And mm-hmm. he said, no, you should plant the church. So we plant wow. the church later on and that grew and then we start planting churches throughout through United States. Um, so later on, LMC invited mm-hmm. me to, to lead the church planting movement through LMC. Okay. So I become to be the director for church planting in LMC. I do that for four years. And mm-hmm. and then I travel to Honduras. I remain in Honduras and then the, the pandemic. And then I resign to that position. Oh, yeah. And so later on, I return to the United States. So I find out that my friend, Marvin, was now the president for EMM. Mm-hmm. And we've been, we've been friends for a long time ago. And I met Marvin when I just when I was a youth pastor, mm-hmm. so he was working with EMU, mm-hmm. sending youth missionaries to to another another global side. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I uh, so my youth they used to come to that uh, to that participation. So I, so I met Marvin even though we're Honduran, but mm-hmm. I met Marvin there. That's uh, so when Marvin become president to EMM, so he say, hey, why you don't work with us? Mm-hmm. Um, so I say, ah, no, 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 no. <laughs> no, Marvin. <laughs> First is that we friend, and then what they gonna think about that you invite me to work with you just because we are friends? <laughs> yeah. He say, but yeah, but uh, you tools and uh, the developing the, mm-hmm. the things that God is doing with you, we mm-hmm. can we can work with the Latinos in mm-hmm. in our contest and work into the Latino America. Yeah. And developing the, the movement, the church movement, the mission mm-hmm. from Latin America. So now I'm part of the, the EM, EMM, working mm-hmm. as a catalytic 
a coach for Latino mm -hmm. America churches to to bring the idea okay. to the pastor to move uh, to the mission field, mm -hmm. not just celebrating in Honduras or, or than other countries in mm -hmm. Latin America, is that we had to start thinking about mission, about mm -hmm. goal. So what are we going to do about goal? Mm -hmm. Being so, what is about goal? Yeah, wow. Omar is a, is a mobilizer. That's oh, who yeah. he is. He's a mover and shaker. And uh, I thought I thought it would be a great addition to to our work, our staff, our EMM, if somebody like him would uh, bring this impetus, right? This apostolic vision for mobilizing, multiplying people. Yeah. Hmm. And leaders. Well, that's special just to hear about the ways that God orchestrated all those little parts in each yeah. of your lives. And that is, that's how it works for everybody and what God is calling us to. He uses things in our lives that we didn't even know about or think right. meant right. anything really, but he was using those to prepare you guys both for what you're doing now and um, what he has for you in the future after these roles and, or in them currently. So that's really special. Um, yeah, I guess if you guys are both working with EMM and focusing on like the go. So um, you both are here right now and you're working as Catalyst. I guess as the president, you have a different role type thing. But what are you currently like? What are some projects or things that you're working on right now that are making you guys really passionate and excited um, about the work that God is doing right. in the U.S. in terms of then sending out? Yeah, right. So. For the last 20 months or so, mm -hmm. uh, we have been very seriously engaging and praying for and engaged in this conversation um, within our headquarters, our leaders, leadership team, right. I guess. But also it's a conversation happening broader than that is with our workers mm -hmm. in different parts of the world and also global partners. So EMM, mm -hmm. after so many decades in mm -hmm. ministry, have um, have been instrumental in seeing these Jesus movements actually like right. like the ones in Hon the one in Honduras that I yes. come from right <laughs> the Amor Viviente movement and and so many others there's a uh, Masaretos Christos in Ethiopia it's mm -hmm. a, a powerful movement Jesus movement that continues to multiply even today mm -hmm. and in many parts of the world so anyway so these grown uh, children I, I would mm -hmm. say spiritually right right connected with us this global partner so we've been in, we've been in that conversation asking pointed questions mm -hmm. and the first question we've been asking is where is God calling us to go next mm -hmm. in this new season for EMM and so we have identified after a lot of, again, lots of conversation and discerning uh, that God is calling us to go to West Africa. Mm -hmm. There's a family of Anabaptist churches connected to EMM that mm -hmm. continues to grow. There's the West Africa family of churches, how we call it, mm -hmm. that is growing. We need more people, mm -hmm. uh, young people, young couples, or anybody who's willing to go, mm -hmm. right, uh, regardless yeah. of age. But also... Um, Central Europe and talking about more like Eastern Eastern Germany, mm -hmm. uh, Czech Republic, maybe Moldova, mm -hmm. Romania, right. Ukraine. Once we're able to go back to Ukraine and yeah. help our brothers and sisters there that are rebuilding the church and the country, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, once the war the war is over. But then then uh, Central Asia, right, or Eurasia. Sometimes we call it too. Uh, Afghanistan, Uzbekistan, Kyrgyzstan, all these stands, uh, countries. 
and, and finally Southeast Asia. So that's that's been a question we've been asking. And also the uh, another question that is also mm-hmm. as important as that one is, who do we collaborate with? Right. Who do we go mm-hmm. with in this new season? And and that's part of the reason we're here today, actually, in Columbus, yeah. Ohio, oh, yeah. having this conversation with a number of uh, like-minded uh, mission agencies who also want to go. Mm-hmm. But we're also exploring how can we mobilize? The question is, how can we mobilize more Latinos to the mission, the global mission fields? The thing is this, uh, Esther, mm-hmm. people want to go from yes. the global south. Global yeah. south are saying, send me, I want to go. But they don't have the means, they don't have the logistics, they don't have the oh, money, yeah. the resources, the know-how. And uh, this is why we're coming together with a number of uh, organizations. And uh, this is the reason we're here with Omar, because mm-hmm. <laughs> he's our, our mobilizer and our uh, uh, catalytic coach, we call him. Right. That's his role in Latin America to facilitate these conversations. Okay, wow. Yeah, uh, uh, my point is always uh, the question uh, for others is, is uh, where is uh, the Holy Spirit is leading you mm-hmm. today? Mm-hmm. Right. Um, because can be yesterday, uh, last year, that would be a work that we was doing. It's great. But basically, it's today. Where is the Holy Spirit is calling us just today? Is that we had to remain where we are and seeing ourselves, yeah, growing in a small percentage or dying or we had to take very uh, responsible way for the calling of God. What is God is mm-hmm. telling us? Is just for the for our neighbor? Is for our house? Or is calling us to the global? So the the, the responsibility for for our churches is that yeah that um, uh, uh, North invests a lot in our so- South mm-hmm. churches. So uh, we received a lot of missionaries. So there was a lot of missionaries coming from United States, mm-hmm. from Canada to Central America, South America. Mm-hmm. So they invest. Now this is a grow, grown up children's. They yeah. are already grown up. So this is the time that you have to take the responsibility also to start sending. It's right. not that of much receiving like before. Is that how we can partner to send to another side. Right. So how we can send now, how you can use the resources that you have, we can partner with you and we can send people to the right. global, not mm-hmm. necessarily always receiving people. So oh, wow. plus that Marvin was mentioning that we are 60 million uh, Spanish speakers in, in right. the United States now. So how we can engage that group also mm-hmm. to develop the movement, not only to South America, to the to Asia, Africa. Right. So how we can do that. So that's part of the, the uh, responsibility mm-hmm. I have. Yeah, it's a huge, but uh, that what Holy Spirit is guiding us. Uh, right. So we pray that Holy Spirit guide us, uh, connect which people, which, who's the person that can, EMM can collaborate that pushed the idea for for me, right? Wow. Yeah. Well, thank you guys for sharing about that. I think when I was listening to you speak this morning, Marvin, you were talking about Ed King and when he came down um, and was your brother, I think your older brother, who just said, this guy speaks about Jesus like... Like basically like he's alive, you know, he's not still dead on the cross. And I think that was really just a a challenge for me. And to think about like, what is Jesus doing in my heart? What is he doing? Like how you're talking about the Holy Spirit moving. So 
we ask these questions like, what, what is actually God doing here? Sure. And are we talking about him in a way that is making people wonder about Jesus? Like, who is this yeah. Jesus? And I think it's so cool that you guys are taking um, just your passion for that and living that out to, you know, the South and then sending throughout the world. That makes me so excited. So thank you guys for sharing about that. It's very awesome. It's wonderful. Uh, what's happening right now, I mean, the, the missional landscape is, is completely different today than it right. was 30, even 20, 30 years ago, Esther. Uh, mm -hmm. So more than two thirds of missionaries that are going to the world today, to the unreached people groups, which we have about 7,000 of those oh, wow, yeah. in the world today, about maybe 2.8 billion people. Wow. Sometimes we say one out of three people in this world have never heard the good that, news. That really puts it into perspective. <laughs> after, after more than 2,000 years of Christianity, that's still the, still wow. the fact. And so what's, what's wrong? What's happening? What's going on? What, what's keeping us from really accomplishing, the, fulfilling the God, you know, the, the Great Commission? Anyway, yeah. more, more than two-thirds of missionaries, I was saying, are actually going from the global south, yeah. from the majority okay. world, and not from the United States or Canada mm -hmm. or the West or mm -hmm. Europe anymore. Okay. The, the whole, as you were saying, Omar, for, for many, many, almost 200 some years, the West, it went from the West to the rest, right? <laughs> the and they sent the people yeah. everywhere. And we're very grateful for that. But you're right, Omar, when you say that now these grown up children, spiritual children, yeah. is there time to invest? And that's the challenge. Uh, somebody like Omar and myself and many other organizations, it's not unique to EMM. Right. Again, this landscape is different today. So we're asking our brothers and sisters around the globe, mm -hmm. are you ready to engage the, the, the remaining global task? Yes. Who's going to yeah. go? How are they going to hear if, nobody, if somebody... If no one goes. If no one goes, how, mm -hmm. how are they go? How will they go if they're not being sent? Mm -hmm. by somebody and the sending thing right the sending issue it has to happen not from the west anymore it's not happening from the yeah. west anymore it's happening i mean places like brazil like mm -hmm. south korea uh like some countries in africa like right. ethiopia they're sending people right yeah. chile um, in south america costa rica they're sending people they're sending people and we want to be part of that more and more wow well that is awesome. What would be your encouragement for somebody who yeah. is listening to this or, you know, in chapel, you were like, God could be stirring something in your heart. Like, you know, maybe a specific people here. What would be your encouragement to young people or just people in general listening to this who are feeling, you know, like, that's me. I am supposed to go. Um, what yeah. steps are like, how do they say yes to Jesus in a way that is impactful in a practical way to the kingdom. So I, I love talking to young people. I, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's an opportunity I never say no to. Um, yes. I was 17, Esther, as yeah. I said in my, my, my speech this morning, in my talk this morning. I was 17 when Ed King said to all of us, what if God is calling you? Chills. <laughs> and then, and he had this way of saying that, Omar, that, yeah, that's yeah. exactly the reaction. Everybody's like, ooh. What's he talking about me? And, and then Marvin come, I want to pray for you. I want to pray for you. Right. And he was clear mm -hmm. to say, I don't know why. I don't know. I don't, right. I don't know. I don't know the re I don't know where. I don't know when. Mm -hmm. God is calling me. Right. And so 
I do not I do not shy away from any opportunity I have, Esther, to say mm-hmm. to young people, what if God is calling your name? Mm-hmm. What would you do? What would you do if if everything that's happening right now in your life is just in preparation for that thing, mm-hmm. that next thing that God has for you. It's like I, I feel that God prepared my whole life, prepared me my whole life uh-huh. for, for taking this responsibility, this role as right. the president. Everything in my life has led me to this moment, right? Mm-hmm. But everything began with somebody putting the seed in my heart Perhaps God was calling me. Right. Maybe there is a Jesus movement within you, Marvin. Yeah. And you need to just unleash it, right? Just mm-hmm. to let it let it go. Yeah. And make it happen. Um, anyway, so my, my advice would be, yeah, who are you in Christ? The B side of B. what I was talking about today. I was talking about B do go. So I was saying, who are you in the Lord? Mm-hmm. Who are you? Do you see yourself? as a disciple of Jesus that makes more disciples of Jesus every week, every month, mm-hmm. every year. Who are your disciples? Who are right. you discipling right now? And then if you are a disciple of Jesus and you are also within this apis typology, you are just one, you're probably an apostle, Ephesians 4, right? You're probably mm-hmm. an apostle, you're probably an evangelist. Who are you in right. Christ? Embrace that identity. Mm-hmm. Then get busy becoming that, Yeah. right? A, a mature version, uh, a mature and effective multiplicative version of that which God has called you to be. And finally, the question is, that has to be applied somewhere. Maybe in the local church. Most of us are called to our local churches, I would say. What if God is calling you to go to Indonesia? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Or to work with the Isan and Northeast, all right, um, Thailand? What if God is calling you to the Khmer, right, in Cambodia? Mm -hmm. What if God is calling you what would you do anyway? That's mm-hmm. that's my advice. Pay attention what you were saying, Omar. Pay attention what the, what Spirit is saying to right. you, because He's definitely speaking to you. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah, there, there was a moment the, the disciples um, they was walking with Jesus, mm-hmm. and and they asked a question to Jesus. Hey, when when you return? When when you gonna return? Mm-hmm. Um, are or you, uh, because you're saying that you're going to die and then you go and <laughs> yeah. then come back, we're going to see you and then we're not going to see you. How how's this this thing is, is, is functioning? He say, uh, you know what? When you see war, the earthquake and, and all these uh, sickness, yeah. all those kind of things, and uh, look like going to be the end, but it's not. Mm-hmm. Um, so... And then he put a responsibility to us, the disciples and and to the church. He say the end will come when the 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 your guys start preaching the kingdom of mm-hmm. God. Mm-hmm. So that then the end will come mm-hmm. when the all everybody, all the nation, all the world listen about my kingdom. The gospel will be the, preached the, everywhere. And then the right. gospel everybody. will be preached all over. Mm-hmm. And so Marvin is saying, so there is still 7,000 uh, unrich group. So, wow. And they will say, come, Jesus, come, Jesus. But there's still unrich people. Yeah, there's still work. There's still work, there's still work for the church to be doing. And a few a, a few years ago, I was we I was in a, a, a pastor training. Mm-hmm. And uh, the speaker, he he, so he come to the pulpit, uh, very very passionate. He uh, he say, 
uh, who who want Jesus to come? So we were like 200 pastors. Hey, yeah, we do. And then he asked the question, do you guys want Jesus to come? He said, everybody, amen. So amen. I, again, who, who want, do you want Jesus to come? So more louder. And he <laughs> said, you are bad people. Oh, my goodness. How how is it that you want Jesus to come, and uh, how many of you your father is still not give his life to Jesus? Mm -hmm. How many of you have mm -hmm. children, mm -hmm. have nephews, neighbors, friends, mm -hmm. but they don't know about Jesus yet? Mm -hmm. And if Jesus come, yes, you guys gonna go, gonna leave. How about those people that you really love? Yeah. Okay. So what what gonna happen with those people? Yeah. So, so he said, we still have responsibility. Right. We had to continue preaching the gospel. Mm -hmm. We had to push that idea, preaching the gospel. So the thing is, uh, are we we want to be part of the revival. Mm -hmm. We want to be engaged in the revival. My dream always being, I want to be part of the revival that Jesus is doing. Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't, I don't want to see it in distance. Right. I want to I wanna, I wanna participate. Yeah. I want to be praying about it. I want to go. I want to see where this is happening. Mm -hmm. And the moment that, that it's happening somewhere, I want to be praying for that place. Or if I can go, I'm going to mm -hmm. go to that place. Right. And right. or maybe the revival is in me. Right, right, right. That I had to, I had to bring it somewhere. Yeah. So when the moment that uh, that is opportunity to go, mm -hmm. so probably the revival in that place is coming with me. Mm -hmm. So so sometimes as a as a young people as a youth, we say probably the revival is in you. Mm -hmm. So probably when you come to to those places in Africa, right. Asia, or Central America or South America, mm -hmm. so the revival going to get there because. You get in because you're there, <laughs> right? Okay, yeah. Wow. So, so that's one of the encouragements that I always bring to the to the young, wow. young people. That's so good. It it ultimately, like you were saying, Omar, just it comes back to what is the Holy Spirit doing? What is God already doing? And how can we like join in that? Um, yeah, being obedient and paying attention to those ways that God is already moving because he is, he does not need us. We just join him yeah, in his work. And that's really special. Well, anyways, do you guys have um, any closing thoughts? We're going to wrap up here, but it was, it was really good to have you. Thank you for sharing about the ways that God is working in your lives and um, with the global church, the local church, EMM, all the things um, that you guys are doing. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, well, thank you for the, inv the invitations, Esther, to be part of this podcast yes. and also to Rosa Bible College for the, <laughs> inviting us to be here with Omar. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, my last words would be, um, what, what, is there a Jesus movement within you? Yes. I, always, I always end with that question. It's a question that has been um, an important part of my ministry for, for so many years. What is, what is God trying to do with my life? How can I be useful for God? And uh, you're right. We're not bringing the Lord with us, right? In the back pocket. He is already yes. doing work. But, but he, needs our, our, he needs us. He needs our hands. He needs our, our body, our feet, our mm -hmm. mouth, and our words, and our hearts. He needs our obedience. And our, and our obedience. And yes. so are we 
if there's a Jesus movement within me, and I believe there's potential for that in each and every one of us who follow him, then what are you supposed to do with that in your life? Yes. So that's that's the words I want to leave you. I leave you with. Good. Is there a Jesus movement within you? Well, thank you guys. And um, to everybody listening, if you heard this, but you did not go and listen to Marvin's chapel talk, that should be um, published right below this one on the Rosedale Bible College Podcast Network. Um, we'll see you next time.